Hello there, good people of the cinema. Welcome to another episode of Speak Film. Hope you guys been alright. Let's get into it. Now I know I said I was going to cover Claude Barry's The Two of Us, but I need to give the film another viewing before I do. In the meantime, I'm going to cover a few different films that have been on my radar and I finally got to see. And today, I'm going to cover I Am Not a Witch, released in 2017, about a subculture set in Zambia. And that subculture is a witch camp. Let's get into it. Get my gown, new witch in town. These are the words of Mr. Banda as he's bathing in the bathtub when he gets a call from a police officer about people in the village calling a little girl a witch. These people haven't been able to get water because of this little girl, who they think is a witch. The little girl is then introduced to the community of witches. These witches sing a song to kind of welcome her in, and the lyrics go, We're soldiers for the government and we're used to it. The little girl dances like them. It's what I, it's what I said before, it's a witch camp. Now in the beginning of the opening sequence, we are told and some tourists are told that these witches are tied to ribbons on their backs so they won't fly. We later on see that they wear it while they eat and sleep and work. The little girl witch is named Shula. In one scene, Mr. Banda tells her to put on white chalk on her face. She's in charge in a makeshift court to find out who's the thief that stole money. This is a way of quote unquote consulting the spirits. Is this a way of policing a community? Because it seems like a sham. And it is. The man she accuses tells her they are going to burn her alive and stone her. He calls her Little Witch. Now let's get into Mr. Banda's character. Mr. Banda is a rotund judge slash detective of the town. He calls her My Little Witch and that they work together. He is extremely shady. Mr. Banda takes Shula to his home and his lady introduces her to a chandelier and shows her how to pronounce it. She also tells her she used to be like Shula when she was younger and if she wants to be like her, she has to do what she's told. She also reveals she used to also have a ribbon. We quickly see that Mr. Banda takes her around like his good luck charm to solve crimes. It's a scam. Let's talk about the witch camp because it's really a labor slave camp. There's a scene where one of the witches throws stones at a motorcyclist because he accused her of witchcraft and is the reason why she's in this witch camp or, or labor camp. This motorcyclist gave her daughter a ride. This daughter brings them wigs to try on. And the women use the offerings that Shula gives them for solving crimes to get wigs. What we quickly realize is that these quote-unquote witches are pariahs. They've been made outsiders by the community. There's a scene where Shula is on the bus alone. And a stranger sees her through the window, calls her a witch, and harasses her. Mr. Banda stops him because Shula is, like he said, quote-unquote, government property. In a scene, we see Mr. Banda's lady driving Shula. She tells Shula to do everything they practiced at home when they get there. Shula agrees. Again, this is a sham. Also, Shula sees, uh, sees her get harassed in the street when she goes to a market. She's called the witch, and they throw things at her. We see Shula's reaction. Her eyes go big and she's frightened. Mr. Banda and his lady, they're working for white men. 
white business owners, white guests want to know when it will rain. They bring Shula and teach her how to perform to make it convincing for the white man. Yes, it will rain. This is a hustle, a witch hustle. But in this instance, in this scene, Shula clams up and doesn't perform. Mr. Banda gets upset with his lady. Maybe this is why strangers are upset and hate and harass witches. They're schemers or part of a scheme. Mr. Banda goes as far as to take Shula on a TV program and promote Shula eggs. This is beyond bizarre. He says on the program that she's not an ordinary person. She's a witch. We see Shula's reaction shouts, her crying silently and tears falling on her face. This is the business of witches. The witch camp, or the zoo as I call it, for tourists just made me uncomfortable. The tourists, they stare at them and Shula like animals, like aliens. In one scene, Shula can barely look up as they try to take a picture of her. They take pictures of her and the others. We can see Shula has no self-esteem. This is just another version of human trafficking. The head lady of the kingdom scolds Mr. Banda because crops are drying up and they're dying in the fields. She thought he had a witch that could bring rain. She also wants Shula out of school because witches don't belong in school. And this is tragic. We see Shula happy for the first time in class with other kids her age. Here she's allowed to be a child. But quickly she is literally dragged away from her class. When she rejoins the witch camp, the elder witches ask her what's wrong. And she says she should have chosen to be a goat because a goat can move around more freely. And then it happens. A body is dumped in the middle of a field. And I'm thinking there's no way that Shula's body. Did she kill herself? Two boys just dump it in the middle of a dried field. And the other witches with long ribbons come out to see the body. Then we hear kind of a crying and whimpering. It's a beautiful film, but a haunting and disturbing one. Because nothing happens to Banda, her oppressor. And now it has started to rain, finally. After her death, it's pouring so much on the elderly witches as they are in the circle, all dressed in red, sitting around, and they can barely be seen in the frame because the frame is overwhelmed by rain and fog. The film is directed and written by Rungano Nioni. Now, this is a subject in the world and a subculture I knew nothing about. Now, of course, uh, it's satire and maybe it's it's fiction, but it makes me look at foreign cultures with a more empathetic but also investigative eye. And even African safaris I look at differently too now. These women are eliminated from mainstream society and made to be outsiders. They are controlled and abused and paraded around as animals in a zoo. Mr. Banda is an opportunist. He's exploiting this young girl and these elderly women as well. It's disgusting. But the film and its construction is beautiful and haunting. The last shot shows the ribbons loose in the air. The camera tilts down and pulls back and we see the ribbons are empty and not tied to any women. What does it mean? Does it mean these are the next batch of ribbons ready for more recruits or women? Does it foreshadow an awakening within the elderly witches and they are free at least emotionally since Shula chose to free herself? Available on the Criterion channel, I Am Not A Witch is definitely a must see. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Speak Film. The next film I will cover is Lamb, released in 2015, a film set in Ethiopia. Can't wait to cover it. 
As always, stay creative, stay safe, and watch movies. Peace.